Welcome back to a brand new episode of Full Metal RPG, episode number 94. I'm your host, Brandon Caring. Today I'm joined by Richard Newby on the fucking Wheels of Steel. What up, bud? How you been? I'm doing all right. It's, every week feels like a month, so it's been six years <laughs> since I've seen you. It also feels like, uh, you know, um, every, every week feels like, like two days So uh, at the same time. So. Yeah. We're just in we're just in a complete a completely lightless void right now. It's awesome. Um, I'm also joined by uh, Adam Motherfucking Sink. What up? Nothing. How's it going? It's going. Bro. I am also trapped in the uh, wheels of fate. Um, you nice. know, there, there's no meaning. There's there's no god. Everything is is meaningless. And we are uh, <laughs> we are trapped in a endless cycle of oblivion. Fuck yeah, I'll second that. And then to bring hopefully a little bit of uh, uh, more <laughs> happiness to the to, to these proceedings, we got Ashley. What up, Ashley? How you been? I've been fantastic. Time is meaningless, but I'm okay with that. So good, good. Yes, because life is not. There's some glitter oh, for you. Oh boy! All right. I, I feel like we could have a whole episode about this, but we won't. <laughs> we hit the absurdism stride. All right, <laughs> we're all we're all wallowing in nihilism, and you've moved on to the next level. <laughs> doesn't absurdism state that like life is meaningless but that right, like, but it doesn't you matter your own meaning to it right? right so it's absurdism is life is meaningless and yeah and nothing matters so you might as well ascribe a meaning to it and live in that way yes it's clay i can mold it to be what i want it to be right huh. here exactly. we are much like the magical world of role-playing oh spells zingy zing anyway so <laughs> way um, to bring it back Yep. <laughs> <Bring it> back. <laughs> so it's episode 94 from the RPG. We got a really special episode today. It's kind of weird. We're doing some weird shit. We're doing some of that like avant-garde shit that fucking on Full Metal RPG is kind of known for delving into from time to time. That means that right here on the front end, we're going to keep the front end shit kind of light so we can get right to the meat of it. Um, I just want to say what up to Alex M. He is the sponsor of this show, the like Patreon of the month, if you will. Thank you, Alex, for your pledge. We really appreciate everything that you do for the show. Thank you for helping us, uh, keeping the lights on over here. And uh, thank you for the support that you've given us on our social media pages because those social media pages are like, you know, it's like we, we put content on there. Of course, everybody wants, you know, we want we want people to see the content we put on there. So thank you for, uh, you know, saying what up on social media. Alex M., this show goes out to you. And if you're looking for us on social media, it's a uh, full metal RPG on Instagram. We got a Facebook page also, and uh, you can reach us at full metal RPG official at gmail.com. Um, also, we are on Patreon. That was the whole point of that whole fucking thing. We are on Patreon. Another what up to our sponsors, Exalted Funeral. So much cool shit coming out of Exalted Funeral right now. Check out the. Uh, uh uh what what richard what are we backing what's that kickstarter we're backing god damn it uh <laughs> <laughs> i was i was yeah, in a completely different place <laughs> yeah this show, and we are well versed in what we are talking about so uh, yeah. i'm gonna be editing what, what's, that, what's that kickstarter we're probably backing dude it's got some wacky uh, name dancing with bullets under a neon sun yeah, that's the one. That's a uh, that's a uh, cyberpunk, uh, a cyberpunk OSR game, right? Uh, yep. Based on Black Hack. Absolutely. That's from uh, Exalted Funeral, and it has some other like you know uh, indie RPG design pedigree on it. So I'm back in that one. RBK is back in that one. Adam, are you back in that one? I have not backed that one yet. I was backing a different uh, uh, cyberpunk one. Um, oh, oh, bro, I'm back in that one too. Winky, winky. I had backed cobwebs and a, and a couple others from them. So uh, nice, nice. They're, they're in my list of stuff. Nice. All right, cool. Um, so then we're just gonna do a real, real kind of quick uh, black hole, real fast. I will start to kind of get the proceedings going. This this week has been like pretty pretty baller for me. Um, I got a great piece of uh, feedback email from uh, uh, Malcolm Little about uh, D. Dunkle Elf in Chronica, and he wrote me like a really, really thoughtful email 
uh, where he gave me some insights into where he was coming from in his explorations of the Dunkel Elton Chronicon, and that was pretty cool. That was super rad. Put a smile on my face. And I'm currently in the process, having read that, Malcolm, I'm currently in the process of formulating a response, but I do really like what it is that you, you had to say about that, uh, and, I, and I want to address those issues that you've found. Um, I've also played in a couple games. I ran... Uh, Esoteric Enterprises for some of the Dungeon Punks crew and also for some of the Full Metal RPG crew. Um, <clears throat> one crew is uh, exploring a house that one of the characters uh, uh, inherited mysteriously from his dead father. And the house may be haunted, but by what? We do not know. All right, so that's one group. And then the other group is on a subterranean black ops mission to uh root out a vile vile cult that's what's going on with that game i won't say which one's which <laughs> but that's what's going on in those two games still loving esoteric enterprises though i will say uh one of the things that uh, i don't like about that game is the experience point system which is why in the Dunkle Elf and Chronicon, it was it's it's not based on a uh, a gold gold point experience system, which is what Malcolm is suggesting for the Dunkle Elf, and I think it might work better in that game. So I might go back and take a look at it. That's what I've been up to. Uh, Ashley, how about you? Well, in addition to all my other uh, campaigns that I'm normally in, um, we did start our we had our session zero for Pathfinder two, so we got to meet all of the people and all that fun stuff. So I'm excited to start that out um i have backed a it's a silent role-playing game called alice is missing that was on kickstarter i don't know if you guys saw this at all but it's i did completely silent so i thought that sounded really cool so i backed that and i'm excited to uh play that when it comes out and i have been learning uncharted worlds which is like a sci-fi i believe based on savage world I'm not sure, but there's a podcast that I'm going to be guesting on in a couple weeks that um, I'm going to be playing a, a guest character on that. So I've been learning that system to be able to do that. So that's oh. kind of what I've been up to the past week. What, what show? It's called Point Zero Star. It's another uh, sci-fi actual play in, from Canada. They're Canadian. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, so. you, uh, when that episode that you're on posts, do be <laughs> sure to let us know. So we can put it on our social media. For sure. Awesome. Uh, Adam, what you got, bud? I have been playing in RBK's Hit the Streets, Defend the Block game. Um, my character's kind of like a piece of shit. <laughs> Your so, character's an asshole. Yeah, like the literal <laughs> worst. I'm, so I'm like, mm, all right, well, that's a thing. Uh, and then I am running... Vampire of the Dark Ages, Transylvania by Night. So we had session three of that one, and mm -hmm. we got to finally get out of the castle and into the surrounding countryside and kind of kick around there for a hot minute. And I am playing in that one as well, real quick, sorry. I got to feed for the first time, which was really exciting, because uh, I really was bad at it. I got one blood point, so. <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. But I had fun doing it, so... <laughs> You can always choose to just kill the person, but then you have to deal with it afterwards. So Yeah. Well, and my character, my mm -hmm. character is a Toreador that is on the road of metamorphosis. And so I have to do like body modifications. So I just carve Bob Ross basically shit into my body. So I'm like carving happy trees into my leg and shit. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been fun. It's always fun. Yeah. Well, right on. That sounds like a fun game. I gotta say, I'm always excited to hear about the vampire game. Uh, Richard, what do you got, bro? Uh, well, I've been like, I've kind of been on a kick of reading Powered by the Apocalypse games recently. So I started reading The Sprawl again. I was like, ooh. And then, then we started talking about this episode. So I've been reading Apocalypse World. And uh, I got uh, Covert Wars, which is another uh, Exalted Funeral Black Oath uh, crossover. That uh, is a very a small little uh, pamphlet game that is uh, about the Cold War, which is one of those weird, you know, history oh, nerd, yeah. history nerd shit that I like. So I haven't really delved into it. I'm just like uh, I, the cover looks like uh, somebody's notebook that took all the like all the pictures that were in the paper, all the atomic bombs and soldiers lined up and kind of pasted together and kind of with the Soviet fonts and. So it's 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 going to be interesting when I get to get around to that. And then I've 
been running, uh, you know, hit the streets and, uh, somehow I turned it into cyberpunk. I don't know how that happened. Uh, in, in, in the last game, uh, basically kind of like the, the different storylines came to a head and, uh, the mobster that's, stole the the robots was being tortured by the corporation to get the robots and now the 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 mobster is now loose on the internet and has loosed the the army of robots on the neighborhood so that was where we ended the last session and uh we're gonna have to figure out what to do about that next session so nice nice well it sounds like everybody's had a lot of cool shit going on um this is kind of a, this is a different episode. This is like, we're doing something a little bit different on this episode. We've never done before. And uh, um, RBK has very generously volunteered to uh, run us through this. So RBK, I'm going to hand it over to you, man. Take it away. Yes. Uh, we are going to, we, we want to talk about a session zero, a world collaborative world building session zero. And we've kind of picked the, one of the, the, the greats of the genre in apocalypse world. So, uh, we're going to, uh, I've, I've kind of uh, sketched out a little bit of a, a, what I want to see in the world, uh, and then we'll kind of go around the table and people will pick uh, the, their, their playbooks. So, um, so I was kind of thinking of one, of, one of the things about the apocalyptic genre is it almost invariably is in the uh, desert. Like, because Mad Max is such a influence on... Uh, this and I always like to try and come up with a different terrain to kind of set as a background and I think this time I really like the idea of like uh, high mountains like the the last surviving humans from the apocalypse uh, live in these high mountains and are beset in, uh, by uh, warlords who mine resources to try and uh, uh, trade, but also gain power and influence over the area. Uh, this, uh, the apocalypse, uh, was about 50 years ago. Uh, and only the oldest remember that it, uh, it, even have vague memories of it happened, but no one knows why it happened, but it did create a psychic maelstrom. The psychic maelstrom is in the background. You can reach out to it and ask questions. And that, that is part of the standard apocalypse world setup. So, so I, I kind of want to throw it out and see we've, we've kind of gone through uh, the playbooks and I kind of want to throw it out to Adam and see if he's decided on a playbook uh, out of the standard array. I have, I'm going to be playing the Skinner. Uh, so even in the filth of apocalypse world, there's, Food that isn't death on a spit, music that isn't shrieking hyenas, thoughts that aren't afraid, bodies that aren't used meat, sex that isn't running, dancing that's real. There are moments that are more than stench, smoke, rage, and blood. Anything beautiful left in this ugly-ass world, Skinners hold it. What will they share with you? What do you offer them? Nice, nice. Uh, Ashley, have you picked a playbook? (laughs) I did. I was going through this, and um, I'm always drawn to the healer for some reason, so um, I am... I picked the angel. Um, when you're lying in the dust of apocalypse world, guts are spilled. For whom do you pray? The gods? They're long gone. Your beloved comrades? Fuckers. All. Or you wouldn't be here to begin with. <laughs> Your precious old mother, she's a darling, but she can't put an intestine back inside so it'll stay. No, you pray for some grinning kid or a veteran or just someone with a heart shocker and a hand with sutures and a six pack of morphine. And when that someone comes, that's an angel. So that's what I'll be playing. Nice. Nice. And uh, Brendan? Have you uh, decided on a playbook? Yeah, I think I'm going to play the Gunlugger. Mine says, Gunluggers are the baddest asses. Their moves are simple, direct, and violent, crude even. If you want to take no shit, play a Gunlugger. And then it says, Warning. It says, Like angels, if things are going well, you might be kicking your heels. Interesting relationships can keep you in the scene. So that's what I'm playing. Oh, that sounds fun to me. Nice. Things never go well, so (laughs) that won't be a problem. All right. Um, I mean, I don't know what that means. Like, if it's k- kicking my heels, does that mean, like, I might be, like, does that mean I'm, like, a leprechaun and I'm doing, like, one of those little <laughs> dances where I'm, like... I think you're just, you, don't, you don't have the ability to murder anything, so your character at that point in time is just kind of like, well, I guess... Oh, I'll I don't have anything to do. 
Yeah, like I'll make some macrame because things are going well and I don't have anything to do. Oh, I see. It's like, oh, you're playing Boba Fett because you think Boba Fett's cool, but he has like two scenes in like three movies. Is that <laughs> right, what you're he doesn't actually do anything. He doesn't really actually do anything. He, he just kind of stands there and then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to follow this guy to this place and then I'll watch as he freezes the guy for me and then I'll load him He hangs out in the garbage yeah. and he falls <laughs> in a hole <laughs> by accident. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna play. I'm playing Boba Fett. I'm gonna fall in a hole. I'm falling a K hole. Well, rumors are you get to come back in the campaign 40 years later. So yeah, anyway, there you go. I'll be really important then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so now we're gonna kind of go through. The, it's kind of a a, a regimented uh, kind of you know name first, but I always like to leave name for last unless you really feel strongly about it. Um, where are the mountains? Where are uh, the mountains well, we are at? Because I'm, I'm assuming that like, 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 okay, so I don't want to get too weird about it here. And sure, I don't want to get too sure. all like, like, you know, you know, orcs and drow about it. But like, I assume that we're in a part of Earth, right? And so yep. where these high mountains are, the, we're going to probably have a different outlook yeah, and a different language if we're in Colorado in the Rockies or if we're in the Andes or from the Himalayas. So I'm just kind of wondering kind of what the aesthetic is. Well, I think, I think we'll go with the, uh, the Rocky mountains because that's kind of was my first, uh, first idea. I have some really, some ideas about, uh, abandoned military bases that could be there. That could be fun to use as background. Um, and it would be easiest for us to uh, not culturally appropriate. So, uh, okay. <laughs> well, but th- this is the future. So, whoever can be whoever. So, great, great. Okay, so Colorado Rockies, but they're probably called something else at this point or whatever. You know, right? Yeah. Do you have Do you have any uh, strong feelings on that or uh, me? Yeah. yeah. No, Rockies are great. Okay. Works for me, man. Uh, I'm gonna call. Them, I call them the Rocks. Oh, oh. oh okay, sure. The, the the Rocks is the name of the place, is the area we're in. And you're gonna and you're like so you're so just so the listeners know you're like writing this down. Yeah, this yeah. is like emergent shit that we're like that we're doing. We're kind of this is the the world building phase, right? Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> like, it, it's you know we're we're bouncing things off each other, and that's that's the important part of this. Is because uh, my work starts when this session ends, and I'd like to get as much information, so I have less work to do. <laughs> so. Um, so you you all uh, live in the rocks and you all know each other uh, and you will all basically be, you're not enemies yet. There may be shit in your past that might not be great and we'll get to that in a little bit. But basically there's, there's no like shoot on site immediately right now. Maybe later we'll play to find out. Um, cool. So if you want to uh, go ahead and uh, if, if you want to, Pick a uh, a stat line. Not that that's a big deal right at the moment, not for collaborative storytelling, but you know uh, that's part of the session zero. Um, and then once you pick a stat line, then we can talk about gear. and And I kind of want to talk about, especially like the gun luggers gear a little bit, because I want to I want to I want to know your if you're into gun lugging, I'm assuming you're into the thought of guns in some way and kind of like that might inform something. So hmm, interesting. I hadn't looked at it that way. I was thinking I that just meant that I got to like be kind of like a like a I'm like a I like I'm like a gravelly gravelly talking dude. Well right, but are you are you like a cowboy, a, a, a an edge runner. A... Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, okay. I take your point. Yeah, that, um, that's that's why I want you to describe. Like, if you have a like the first piece of equipment is generally like your gear for your person. So, like having like a and and I have other questions for like the angel here about like where she get or where they get their uh uh gear from, kind of thing, and you know. Mm. So that, that okay. Well, I, I would like to play a uh, bodyguard for hire. Okay, I think that, that sounds kind of fun. Right. Like I hang out in kind of some kind of post-apocalyptic like cantina, right? And I'm like, and I have like a big, like a big jacket that's like really like you know messed up 
and old looking and I like have like a weather beaten face. And then like people are like, Oh no, I need you to like walk around town with me and make sure I don't get jacked or like, uh, I need, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going over to this other town that's in the rocks somewhere. And like, I, I'm worried that somebody might try and jump my caravan and like steal all my shit. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Well for, you know, 900 bottle caps or whatever, like I will, uh, go with you, you know, that kind of shit. Right. I mean that, does that work? That works. That works great. Um, do you, do you have, uh, I mean, I'm assuming we don't want to do bottle caps, but I mean, that is right. right yeah. I mean, that, that is, I have done campaigns where that's been bottle caps as the currency cause it's fun. But if you have a, if anybody, anybody at the table has any idea of what a, their currency or is it just all hard goods is, are we just trading <clears throat> like this piece of a radio for that knife kind of thing? So just straight you know, harder. If, yeah. So it could be straight barter. It could be a specific currency. It could be, it, I mean, you're in the mountains and mining is, is one of the, the basis for a lot of these hard holds. So it could be, could be metal currency. Like, you know, so. Um, I think it would be cool. And if others disagree, then by all means say so. But, uh, I've been talking to my good friend, uh, Brenton Williams about his, uh, his game that's coming out soon um uh ruins of eland and uh he's kind of based that more on like traditional like uh uh like uh medieval society where there was like a lot of like reputation based kind of like um work you know yeah and it's like i kind of think it might be cool to be like you you do work and it's not like for barter for like stuff but it's kind of like you do work for reputation and then you kind of get stuff for doing stuff. Does that mean make sense? Like, like if you're working on somebody's caravan, then then you they're going to give you food, right? right. And they're going to make sure that you get shelter for the night, and um, for as long as you're employed by them. Does that make sense? Kind of like a more medieval style. Does that sound fun to anybody, or do we want to do something that's more about like collecting, collecting like latinum bars and stuff? Latinum. <laughs> um. I mean, I think we could have a barter-based system. I'd like there to be some kind of actual currency that can be exchanged for when you don't necessarily have something to barter. Okay, that's cool. Um, and I think what we could maybe do for that is like, uh, and it would be a limited resource, uh, and getting it would be difficult, is, is like uh, flayed pieces of tattooed human flesh. Tattooed? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, so basically, like, if you really wanted to pay for something, you could, in theory do that to yourself but you're kind of limited to well there's x number of human beings around with x number of tattoos that we can actually use for trade so well I and mean, then you like, could have a whole underground market of of collecting people to tattoo them to use them effectively as currency which would be really is, dark and messed up is there some warlord that lives up on the mountain or something that's like controlling the currency from his like his like bondage fucking citadel or something. <laughs> oh, yes, there is. There always is. That, is. is that, is that how that works? And he's like, yeah, I'm minting these fucking human bucks. Is that how, is I that why that... we go along with this? <laughs> That's my thought. But if anybody's like, whoa, Adam, dial it back a little bit. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I feel yeah, like a lot of post-apocalypse gets kind of like corny, like pretty quick. So I'm fine. Yeah. Like, let's say, like, going in a deliberately darker and more, uh, like, kind of grimdark direction. Like, what do you think, RBK? Is that, is that a little too much? Is uh, that too extra? So, so let me get this straight, because uh, I, I got slightly distracted by something. Uh, <laughs> so, you, you're basically, you're going to be collecting scraps of, I'm going to say they're tanned skin, tanned tattooed skin it's not just yeah, like right. fresh it's got to be like no it's preserved yeah, it's got to be preserved so it, it holds up oh, right, right. There are these, there are these strips of tattooed flesh that are tattooed in a very specific way and there's some psychopath who mints them somewhere up on a mountain who's basically collecting people so that he can tattoo them murder them and then turn them into money effectively I think that's a good punishment if you like if you go against yeah. the warlord. Is it's like mm-hmm. if you if you go against the warlord and you fuck up and he like captures you, then he's like fucking flay this dude and turn him into fucking necro books. 
You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. I dig it. You're like, no, don't flavor Jesus, no! <laughs> You're welcome. And, and there, there's your next book for Flayed Man Books, so. Uh, there you yes. go. <laughs> well, I, I, get, I get residuals for that. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> the residuals of the negative money that, that I make. Yeah. <laughs> residuals of nothing. Yeah. Are you going to pay for the <laughs> art? <laughs> At least you got stuff out. I have... I haven't gotten there yet. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so okay, so we've now settled the currency of the world. Is I, I still would like to have favors as a theme. So like, there's the the tattooed, uh, preserved flesh, but also uh, there's kind of like as a and this is kind of a thing that in most games this is a thing that happens. Is I like the reputation. You can you can either have. Bar, you can determine whether your barter is like a tattoo or a, a favor somebody owes you basically, or you owe, you know, so you can trade, yeah. trade it, you know? So, yeah. I yeah. mean, I imagine that there's like a pretty limited amount of this, ta- this currency in circulation. And it sounds like people who have a certain kind of like moral and ethical value wouldn't even necessarily want to like collect it very much. I almost feel like this would incentivize a society that, uh, found ways around using it right it's grim yeah Mm -hmm. uh so okay um and uh so does do you adam did you have a name in mind for your uh tattoo uh minter or is that what they call them or just minter the tattoo artist um mr minter yeah i I like it hmm that is a good question do i have uh we we could call him the vivisectionist, um, or we yeah. I mean, I'm already the Skinner, so right. Well, I, I, well, I mean, Skinner. Uh, yeah, we're not going to be able to do that. So mm. I call it like because that's that's too long a word. I feel like that's it, right. some warlords like bring out the vivisectionist. Like it's yeah. it, it's not. Uh, how about like uh, Vivner, right? Uh, I, yeah, I, oh, we well. could call him like the, the peeler, or the flare, oh. if you want something yeah. that's like brevity's sake. Yeah, peeler. If you're not into the whole <laughs> lengthy thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know that this person has to be like completely fucking like have their identity based on this like weird. I I I like the idea better that the warlord has a lot of shit going on, and this is just one horrifying aspect of it. Okay, but that this person could have their their uh you know reputation based on any number of atrocities and we could just like you know it it could, it, it could be a person who's got like a lot more uh you know a more a broader a portfolio it kind of represented by their name you know yeah. uh, how about we just call the this like figure baba yaga right okay. like it, it lives off in the woods up on this mountain it's like this horrible creature of myth and legend that does all this horrific shit and you really don't want to draw its attention. Okay. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Like it. All right. Does everyone else agree? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Game. All right. All right. I like it. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Ashley. Yeah. Uh, have you any thoughts on kind of like where your, uh, your medicalness came from? Or- um, like where I got my medical knowledge from yeah, or like yeah. my supplies or. Yeah. But well, I mean both, uh, I, I was thinking supplies was kind of the, the second question. Like did, mm-hmm. did, did, where did you, did, are you just a natural? Did you pick this up from a, a mentor? Did there, was there some sort of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, so my parents died when I was really young. Both of them did. And so I was taken in by the doctor who tried to save them and could not. And so through living with the doctor, I was able to watch and learn stuff. And then um, the doctor was killed in some sort of a clusterfuck thing. And now I have taken over as the main healer person. Uh, so, uh, so you've you've been adopted by this doctor. Do you happen to have a preferred name for this doctor? I mean, it could just be the doctor. Like you can. Um, uh, he didn't have a name. Didn't have that was the thing. Is no one knew where he came from. He just came in and started helping people. So he's okay. just the doctor or EMH. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> um. Okay. 
Um, so where do you get your supplies from for, um, for, for medicine for, for, you know, I think yeah. that's one of the things in your, the medical supplies. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, you have a supplier is one of the little bubbles that you can check. Right. Um, so I get my supplies from a, an older, like transient person that lives on the outskirts of what we call a civilization, if we can even call it that. Um, so when I was a kid and Doc had adopted me, um, he was busy doing doctory things because we were, let's say, at war or something like that. So as much as I tried to watch and learn things, I also wandered off on my own, as t- kids tend to do. And I met this person and they happened to have access to a lot of different medical stuff. And so uh, since I befriended them when no one else would come near them, they kind of took me under their wing and they help uh, give me supplies and they find things. And I don't know where they get it from, but they do. Mm-hmm. Like if I need something, I can go to them and within a day or two, I can go back and they have it. Okay, cool. Uh, what do you call this person? Um, Todd. <laughs> Todd the supplier. Why not? That's just the name that came to me. I don't know. I don't even know anyone named Todd. There are some oh, I do. I do. Some who call me Tim. Tim the Enchanter. Yes, yeah. I do know Todd. Todd Peden. So. Right. <laughs> Hi, Todd. How are you doing? What's up? You're now the you know supplier. So okay. cool. Okay, on the edge. All right. Um, all right. Uh, so let's see here. Um, go ahead and. Uh, look through your uh, moves because I think that's the most interesting stuff. If you mm-hmm. tell me, tell me what moves you're uh, all going to take of your special moves, and then I can kind of uh, key off of that idea. I think a little bit. Oh, let's see, let's take a gander. What here. the fuck? I'm sorry. The angel special. <laughs> the angel special is if you and another oh, character yeah. have. Sex. <laughs> okay, so oh, I forgot I about that. Nobody mentioned the sex move. There's nope. sex moves <laughs> in this game. Okay. Yeah, okay, actually, by the way, there's this thing called sex moves in this game. Right on. Okay, so let, you let don't me have to use them. Yeah. Yeah. It let me uh let me read the specific uh <laughs> that's the <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh... I'm oh, out. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think everybody has that moment where they're playing Apocalypse World and then just like out of nowhere, they're like, wait, what? There's yeah. <laughs> it, it's, in, it's interesting because, I mean, I've heard a number of different rationalizations about this. Uh, and we haven't, I mean, Adam, you've actually talked to Vincent Baker about this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, 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 it's strange to me because the way that like um, PBTA games have kind of like, uh, gestated around the system is that they emulate genres right but i see post-apocalypse stuff as being almost kind of weirdly devoid of sex like i really can't mm-hmm. think of a sex scene in a post-apocalyptic movie yet this this is one of the games that like definitely has the sex in it what what was his rationalization uh for the um decision adam do you recall what he said in the interview oh geez uh it's it's in the recording i did ask him about it it I think it kind of um, it. The general idea behind it was uh, human beings are sexual creatures, um, and this idea of trying to not make it weird and just make it kind of like a, a normal thing that people do, uh, and to kind of divorce it from the whole cishet thing because you're all playing these characters and there's reasons to do it and there's benefits from doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he had a lot of stuff to say around it. And a lot of it was kind of rooted around, if I recall specifically, like we were talking about monster hearts, um, yeah. in particular, because it's a big part of that game. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that was, uh, two plus years ago at this point. Yeah. It's a little fuzzy. It's a little fuzzy in the old memory in the old memory box, but I'm sure I could dig up the interview. Richard recorded it. it, it so. It's on the Arizona Game Fair uh, YouTube channel, and it's a fantastic yeah. interview, and I highly recommend it. But yeah. basically, he's... Ignore my nervous tics, uh, which is a thing that I do. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I think you recalled it pretty well. I, uh, but basically, yeah. he says in here that it's these aren't moves for playing out sex scenes. He's embarrassed about it, but he wants, uh, but when have to set have characters have sex, he fades to black, but these moves are about how sex changes relationships between characters. And if it, if it even does, 
then based on that idea, when you have sex with someone, you get to know them better than you did before. And, and it's, it's, this is a, it's supposed to be straightforward and absolutely only for mutual consensual sex. If, if anybody's isn't, Mm -hmm. you know, playing, it doesn't happen. So, right. Which getting to know the person better doesn't happen with me because I wear a mask the whole time. <laughs> in real life, not. not We're talking about the game, Adam. Yeah. Uh, not in game. Right. Uh, anyway. But I will say that's one thing I don't understand is why there's no, like Brendan brought up, there's no sex scenes in post-apocalyptic stuff because it's like, what else are you going to do? It's the apocalypse. Like, I don't know. Well, it's mostly about running around. It's mostly action adventure stuff, so you don't necessarily have time to settle down. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Would Mad Max have benefited from like a ten-minute gangbang scene starring Lord Humongous? You know, interesting story. I was actually like, like would it have? I, I I I was actually recruited to be an extra in a Mad Max themed porn. Hmm. But, wow. um, but, I, but, but I couldn't get the time off of work, so I wasn't in it. I was supposed couldn't to. Couldn't or wouldn't? Huh? Couldn't or wouldn't? Could, couldn't get the time off of work. All right. Yeah. Like, they, like, they yeah, I, I don't necessarily need to see, like, Immortan Joe, like, banging one of his wives. Right? I, I, I don't know the narrative benefits from that. I think I needed like four days to go out into the desert because it was going to be like a day to get out to the desert, a day to get back, and then two days of shooting or something. And I was just like, I couldn't take that much time off of work. They, did, they, wouldn't, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't let me take that much time off of work with like such little notice. So, mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, didn't we just do an episode about the tailspin effect? Anyways. <laughs> we did. Sorry, Richard. That's all right. Uh, I'm working on my character over here. Good, dude. good, good. Uh, so, have you picked moves yet? Well, I have to pick three, so I have to. I've picked two out of my three. Okay. And uh, Adam, have you picked your moves yet? I have. I only get two. Okay. Um. So, yeah, uh, I took breathtaking, which is I get plus one hot, so I have a hot of plus three, which uh, you know, art imitating life over here. And then, and that's um, the highest hot you can have. So yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm a smoke show. And then I took artful and gracious. When you perform your chosen art, any act of expression or culture, or when you put its product before an audience, roll plus hot. And then there's a bunch of stuff I can do depending on the result of my hot roll. Right. What 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 is your art? Uh... My art in this world is seen as a like very meticulous and erotic because of the precision and time that it takes. And, uh, I paint miniatures. And All right. so, <laughs> so, so, so do you like, do you make the miniatures or you, are you a, a scavenger looking through to just try to no, I, did, I scavenger, to, I scavenge to find like, uh, to find old miniatures and then I, I paint them up and, uh, and display them for my audience. Okay. So is there, um, is, well, okay. So, where do you practice this? Do you have a? I'm assuming you have like a uh, some place that you practice this sacred art. Yeah, I have like a studio where where I uh, where I work on my minis. It's like a table, and there's a lamp, and all my racks of all my paints and brushes. Okay, um, where is that <laughs> located at? That is going to be located in uh, whatever the nearest semi civilized settlement is. Can we say that there's like uh, one of those old uh, like abandoned strip clubs where you like put the coin in and then like the screen goes up and you can like watch the dancing girl only instead of a dancing girl, it's Adam painting a miniature. <laughs> you got to put the coin. It's not in. me. It's my character. Well, do you have a name for your Whatever, character? dude. What's your character's <laughs> name again? Sure. Uh, I don't know. We'll call him Boomer. That'll be his name. Okay. Boomer. And you can watch Boomer. Yep. Painting. Okay. Boomer. You okay, okay, to be boomer. In. okay, boomer. <laughs> <Yep>. Okay, boomer. <laughs> and, and is it in an abandoned coin op strip club, or uh... why not? Okay. That makes sense. That sounds perfectly reasonable to me. So yeah, I, I think that make I think that works. And then I repurpose the poles. I like attach little shelves on them, uh, and then it just like spins around with like my minis on it. Whew. 
Hot. Hot. <laughs> I am into this. This sounds fantastic. <laughs> erotic. I, 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 I wait the entire description of this place if we ever if we ever get there. I so. start. I start. I'm getting too, I'm getting too, it's making me uncomfortable. There's a lot of velvet and a lot of these like red eyes. I start. I just said I just said X card. Amazing. Amazing. Um, (laughs) uh, Brendan, did you, uh, did you choose your uh, third uh, uh, move? I did. I did. All my moves are chosen now. And uh, I went for the uh, kind of mono dimensional thing because the gun lugger is pretty mono dimensional as a, as a character. I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Uh, Essentially, there are two moves, um, Battle Hardened and uh, Battlefield Instincts, that essentially allow you to make other moves using um, Roll Plus Hard rather than Roll Plus Cool or Roll Plus whatever. Um, And then, uh, so I took both of those, uh, Battle Hardened and Battlefield Instincts, and then I also took the move Insano like Drano, that gives you plus one hard. So just putting all the eggs directly into one basket... Um, but at the same time, I read a bunch of them and I was like, I kind of wanted to play this character who's kind of like stoic and gruff. And, um, I didn't really want to, some of the other ones, they kind of read a little bit more, um, colorfully to me, you know, like a character that's a bit more like violent. Yeah. So, uh, like there's one that's called blood crazed and I'm like, I don't want to be a blood crazed. I just, I'd rather be like, like really, you know, battle hearted, you know? So, yeah. That's what I went with. So your eggs that are in your basket are hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> they are. They are hard-boiled, like Shoyun Fa, my friend. Yeah, and that that's movie. right. I, I'm just uh, going down. Too. I'm going down banisters with fucking Colt 1911s in each hand. And blasting. a toothpick. He had a toothpick at all times. I'm blasting fools. Uh, so started so, blasting. So when you um. <laughs> When you use your battlefield instincts, you touch the the psychic maelstrom. What is that like for your character? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, I think it's probably like the uh, um, the din of the battlefield and like the violence, the 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 loud cracking reports of the firearms and like the screams of people like running in confusion. They all like the volume on all of that kind of like diminishes and like, it's almost as though time moves like a little bit slower. My perception of time moves a little bit slower so that my ability to like focus directly on what it is that I need to do and to execute my actions with an extreme sense of purpose kicks in. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, um, does, do, do you like, I'm assuming like the, the, the colors change maybe a little bit in the world. Like you do. Does, yeah. I was actually kind of seeing that because I'm imagining the rocks are kind of bleak anyway, but like for some reason I was just imagining that the sky becomes almost like white, like whatever kind of color is in the sky kind of like drains out of my vision. And I'm just able to be like, like, like everything, everything around me becomes very, very washed out except for, the agenda that I have, which is like wasting fools. Right. Uh, very focused, but like the world kind of becomes this flatter thing that becomes easier to pick out individuals that you're concentrating on. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. It's like a desaturation of the, uh, of the environment around the, um, the enemy elements. All right. Rad. Um, Okay, cool. That's I think that's what I can do with those moves. Um, and then what what uh, what moves else did you pick, Ashley? I know you you said you picked something, and I no, I just I noticed the sex move thing, and we got derailed oh, real hard. So right. I Tail spin have not. Effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spin it. Let's begin it. Oh, the humanity. See, a while ago, Demo, 
DM Zemo. Zemo had ne- had mentioned he wanted to run a game for everybody. He's like, it'd be a lot of fun to run a game for all you guys. And I'm like, be careful what you wish for. This is what you get. So that's right. Zemo. Zemo. I'd like to say I would be on task. Zemo be- knows exactly what to expect from me because he's <laughs> uh, he's run for me before. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. So the most. Oh right, at Gen Con. We played at Gen Con, didn't we? That was fun. Yeah, I did. You you watched for a little bit, but yeah, I was. I, I think that. I rolled like a character. I rolled something, didn't I? Roll oh yeah, you did. You're like in the last. Yeah, in the last scene. I was yeah, late. Right. You were yeah, there. I was late. Yeah, I was playing a little like weird warlock thing. Anyway. Hmm. So the moves I chose. Um. I got Sixth Sense, which is when you open your brain to the world psychic maelstrom, roll plus sharp instead of plus weird. Okay, okay. So I chose that. And the other one is Healing Touch, because healer. Um, And that basically I can roll. It's a really long one. I don't know if you want me to read the whole Just say the name of it. It's fine. Healing Touch is what it's called. Okay. Yeah. All right. So when you open your mind to the to the maelstrom, to uh, mm-hmm. what what is that like for your character? I think I think we can keep the the white sky, but you know, I want mm-hmm. I want you to describe what happens to your character when you open your mind to this uh, to the maelstrom. Mm, I go completely like rigid, and my my head shoots back, and I look up and. Um, like my eyes roll back in my head. It's like I'm having a seizure almost. Okay. Um, but what yeah. what are you experiencing? That's more my I I, mm. I, I can the external is I'm. It's more about your experiential. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Um. When <laughs> the only thing that's coming to me is like from Howard the Duck when the sky opens and like the monster thing starting to come through. So. That's all I can think of. So, so like, like and it's been, I don't know, probably two decades since I've seen that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe longer. Probably. That's like the sickest reference. I love it. it is, I love it. it like those, those giant, those, 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 those claymation crabs are like coming through yes. the hole to kill Principal Rooney or whatever. Like yes. Take over, take over his body. That shit's how so many, sick. That's how many so fucking great. Cram into one thing. Yeah. That's, so it's basically like. Like what? Yeah, what Brendan said. It's like this big cloudy tunnel thing, and these like monsters are coming through it. But so it's like that. It's like the warp from Forty K. Sure. Just, just like horrible <laughs> demon things coming out of the aether mm-hmm. space. That. Oh mm-hmm. man, terrible. Mm-hmm. Do okay. we have crab claw hands? Probably. <laughs> All right. Hot. That's the extra <laughs> psychicness comes from the crab claws. So. That's right. Void, void crabs from our good friend. Void crabs! Yes. Uh, Dr. Chuck Tingle. <laughs> okay. Um, so our, does that answer your question? It does answer my question. That'll be real interesting okay. to explore, and we'll, we'll get into that. So yeah. I think at this point we can go to history. Um, it, obviously, we can get, you know, I can get deep into, like, you know, talking about gear and because and, that's the kind of person like figuring out where what you're using and what your look is but i think realistically for the world the biggest world building thing is going to be your history so i kind of want to start with one uh, one history you basically go to the history section and say you're going to choose one of these and then basically uh bestow it upon someone else and then we'll talk about that background story and kind of connect your characters tie your characters together so you you will all know each other, and that's what the history status for is to kind of like, how well do you know me kind of thing. Right, and that's HX, right? Yeah, HX, yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. All right. So um, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Adam this time. Uh, if you all would right. like to throw out one of your history history questions and uh, see where where that takes us. So. All right. Which one of you is my friend? I'll be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you two become friends? That's that's my question after that. So and oh did we do we get a name for uh, Ashley's character? I don't think we did. Oh no, um Dez D E Z. Okay. D E Z is friends Dez is friends with Boomer, so mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, it, it can it can be non <laughs> friendship is is while it's a two way street for a good relationship can sometimes be not be a two way relationship. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll get to that. Uh, so for being a uh, uh, boomer's friend, uh, don't don't doesn't Des get a uh, p- specific HX for you? Yeah, uh, HX plus two. Um, and so I am your friend because I made a little miniature diorama for you of uh, chaos demons from Warhammer 40k that uh, kind of uh, modeled what you see when you when you touch the the swirling aether space. Everyone is stunned into silence by my. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was writing it down. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that's awesome. There's going to be a lot of dead space. I'll have to edit out later. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Damn right, you will. Get it together. <laughs> get, it, get it together. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, uh, Ashley, do you want to yeah. go ahead and uh, choose one of your history questions and throw it out there and see where, where it takes us? Um, which one of you put a hand in when it mattered and helped me save a life? Hmm. Uh, I'll take it. I did. How about that? You did. What's your name, Brendan? You know, I'm going to go, okay, so, uh, uh, if there's an English name, and and, and you see it in, when you see them in movies, they go Sinjin, right? They go Sinjin, but it's spelled St. John. Okay. So I'm going to be, um, Sinjin Vex. That's my name. Sinjin Vex. Okay. All right. So... And, uh, like, I don't know, something was going down, right? And, like, uh, I don't know, maybe you were, like, because you're a healer, right? And you were, like, trying to, Mm -hmm. like, help somebody who had been shot by guns. And there was, like, guns going off. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, like, God damn it, they're, like, right in the middle of the fucking road. And I just, like, came over and, like, interposed myself between you and people who were shooting. Mm -hmm. And then I started shooting them. Boom. Sorry. Yes. You so you that? were basically like your character from Hit the Streets. You were shelter. <laughs> like you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Touche, touche. I haven't got to do much sheltering in that game, though. Yeah. yeah. Probably well, would have done more if I had showed up last week. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who was shooting you, uh, Dez? Mm. Um. We were being shot at by, I'm assuming there's like rival settlements and Oh, shit. absolutely. All over the place. Okay. Yeah. So it was a, a rival settlement that was um, trying to, um, trying to, so there's this small band of people and they were traveling through and they're not really attached to anyone or anything. And this rival uh, settlement was trying to like kidnap them and uh, I they didn't want to go with them. And so I was like, no. And so they got shot because they wouldn't go with them. And so I tried to help. And that's why they were shooting at us is because we were trying to keep people away from them that they were trying to kidnap. Okay. Um, are those, uh, are those people still around that, that you helped or did they continue on their journey? Um, I think they'll eventually continue on their journey, but they're probably still healing. Uh, we'll say that they're kids. And that's okay. why I have a soft spot for them is because I also was a kid once. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. They're orphans and I was an orphan. But yeah, so they're I, around so that they can heal up. What? My character was never a kid. Just born, sprung forth <laughs> being an adult. I, I was born as an adult. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, you were that like born clone. Yeah, can, we, can, we, can we have that be in the story that you're that born clone from some like military base in fucking Colorado and you're all like, Designed by the military to paint miniatures, and, then, and you're like, maybe it's how you, maybe it's how you try to be human, and we're all like, get the fuck away from us, you fucking pickle jar. You're like but a fucking like, dude, and you're like, Wayne. no, I'm human. I paint models. Right, look at me. He like Jesus. way leaned into it further than any human actually would, and so it's <laughs> to the point where it's a little, you know. Yeah, I'm feeling judged right now. Like out of character, I feel like I'm being judged right now. Uh, well, uh, 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 I'm gonna ask you, Adam. Are you going to take this suggestion? You don't have to. This is, you know, this is your decision as to whether or not you were a vat born military experiment or not. Sure, I can be pickle boomer. That okay. sounds fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm Pickle Boomer! 
Yeah, pickles is the wrong thing to choose. <laughs> I brought that on myself. <laughs> Look at me, Sinjin. I'm pickle boomer. I tell you, I'm pickle. <laughs> oh, I love pickle boomer. I'm glad we're friends. <laughs> All right, I'm going to write that born on my sheet. <laughs> there we go. I was that born by the U.S. military to paint miniatures. Hell yeah. Um, oh, I'm sure there was another purpose. We'll get time. to it. That. I'm no, sure there was... no, that was it. It was just to paint minis. Uh, <laughs> roads for, those and, ta- uh, for those tables with I the sticks the to move things around. Anyway. That's right. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, uh, Sinjin Vex, uh, you get HX plus two is what that gets for. Um, do I write that down? Because it says write down that for that character. Do, yeah, does you he write do. that down? Or yeah, just you do. Because you, yeah, yeah. you, right. you feel sympathy towards me because you're like, oh, he helped gotcha. me out. Gotcha. Thanks okay. for helping me out, dude. Cool. <clears throat> oh, this is awesome. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, Brendan, do you want to throw out one of your questions? Yeah, I would like to say, which one of you has fought shoulder to shoulder with me? That can be me. I, mm-hmm. I fought by your side. Yeah? And that's how yeah. I learned to respect you, even though you're that born? Even though I'm that born and I paint miniatures for a living. Yep. <laughs> My character doesn't care about that. I doesn't care that you're wasting your I have infinite <laughs> knives, so I was just... <laughs> knives for days. Cool. And I'm so hot that the enemy didn't want to didn't want to hurt my my gorgeous face. So they. What did you guys fight? Um. Well, you know, uh, did you guys ever? Did anybody here ever see that movie? That movie Mandy. Did you guys ever see the movie Mandy? Who saw that? It's on my list. No. <laughs> Am I the <laughs> only one who saw it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, you guys, guys, you guys are the worst. Anyway, so there's these like really <laughs> great like uh, these really great like. Uh, uh super gonzo like biker dudes in it that like are well i'm I'm not gonna get into the details of the movie anyway they just look like they're kind of like wrapped in paper bags with like they're not paper bags like garbage bags but with like fucking like spikes sticking out of them in like every every uh direction uh they're like really visually amazing i just i would love it if like uh there was just some kind of like marauder gang that just like rolled into town on like fucking motorcycles and ATVs. And like, you know, we just were like, we got to execute these motherfuckers. See you in hell. We start blasting them. It was fucking rad. Right. We don't have to be part of like, like the threats or anything, but like, just like, you know, post apocalypse shit, man. Sometimes fucking biker dudes just roll into town. You got to kill them all. No, no, I, I absolutely understand, and they're totally going to be part of the. It totally is cool, and they'll they'll be in there. So, are these cool. the black skulls? Because I Wikipedia that shit. Oh, is that what it's called? I don't know. It's like it says like. Well, we can call them whatever. Yeah. Kind of looks like them anyway. Cool. Well, um, I think we can. Uh, I think I think we can we can we can stand there. I think we could c- continue to connect all these characters, but I think this is a good place to uh wrap up this particular session and we can uh we can uh kind of close out this episode and uh as as this is an example of a session zero collaborative world building so oh great yeah yeah neat that worked out well because i feel like i can see the place in my head it has almost kind of a western vibe to it the way that we've described it because even though like at no point did Richard say something like, "Oh, well, there's a town, and there's going to be like a sheriff and shit." It just kind of emerged off of all of our talking that there's like there's this town that we all of our adventures kind of like built, are around, you know. And mm-hmm. I just keep picturing it as having that kind of long dirt road through the middle, like a like in the west. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why I just do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of firefly looking a little bit in my uh, head. Yep. Um. And then we got this warlord out in the mountains somewhere far away. Yeah, I, yeah, it works, man. It works. Yeah, it's it's one of these like uh, Montana type of towns where it's like the forest and the fields on the outside. But to your point, that dirt road right through the middle and everything's mm-hmm. just built along one road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's 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 the magic of just being like at just one of the uh, principles of Apocalypse World is as the game master ask questions. Like every time someone says something, ask a question and be like, mm-hmm. hey, so where did that kid come from? I don't know. Well, 
okay uh but maybe they came from this the 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 warlords uh thing and they're like oh yeah that sounds great you know but Mm -hmm. it's it's yes ending but it's also elaboration and you know like i said i can get like i can get crazy and like oh so which gun do you use oh well does that go with your style of your look or you know there's all kinds of crazy stuff but i love the the history stuff is always fun because you're like oh well we totally fought something well that's where my threats come from so that helps build yeah the background of the world and and in this post-apocalyptic Western uh, biker gangs and <laughs> love it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really fun doing the world building session when you're the GM for a PBTA game, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if uh, you know, if if we get enough interest, maybe something will happen with these characters. Maybe we'll we'll come back to this. So. Yeah, yeah. right in, right in and demand it, fool. Yes. Be like, be like, we want to hear the adventures of OK Boomer and fucking. <laughs> what's your character's name, Ashley? Dez. Dez. Uh, Dez. Down. Yeah. See, you knew that because wow. we're friends. Yeah, Pickle exactly. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Pickle, Pickle Boomer. The adventures yeah. of Dez. <laughs> you want yeah. more adventures? If you just start like right Pickle Boomer out of the. Sh- Richard, I rolled a hit, uh, Pickle Boomer. <laughs> you missed because I'm a pickle and I'm too small. Well, a minus five. how are you? How, how are, are you? The, I have, I'm, 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 I'm super hard, so uh, yeah, it's it's hard versus hot. It next on I roll my RPG. Hot to you. <laughs> I'm gonna seduce you, Sinjin, with my pickle. My pickle. <laughs> Next card, mood, next scene. Yeah. <laughs> it just that's that's because you start using your special move after that. So okay. anyway. Yep. <laughs> next scene is Pickle Boomer is smoking a ciggy next to Sinjin. <laughs> wow, wow. Talk about just by the way, guys, by the way, listeners, that is a non FOMO RPG endorsed use of the X card. That was clearly yeah, for humor. That is clearly. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that in your game, guys. Yes. Don't do that in your game. Mm-mm. Well, I like to think. Well, cool. Rolled that. <laughs> God damn it. What? What? What, Richard? I was going to thank everybody for coming and uh, close ah. out uh, episode ninety-four of Full Metal RPG. I'd like to thank all the patrons because without them, we would probably be way more flaky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fuck the police. Fuck the police, indeed. Fuck, fuck the police. Yeah. My nigga Fat Mike got rallies on Mother's Day 2008, same shit back in 88 Still going on the day Got me feeling like in WA Nigga with an attitude Got me feeling like Ice Cube Born in the 80s Most of my niggas crack babies It was fuck the police, it's a baby Yeah, that's how the streets raise me I know the police hate me Police started off doing slavery Getting fuck the police, cause it's fuck the police. It's fuck the police, cause I don't trust the police. I don't call them, I don't need them, I don't fuck with police. I'm from a city full of madness, no justice, no peace. Don't get me wrong. All popos ain't crooked, but it's the fucked up ones that make a nigga overlook it. All I got for my protection is this 40 full of bullets and his heart full of pain. Tell the pose to keep pushing, huh? When I see him, I get nervous. They pull us over for nothing. Too aggressive. When they search us, they gon' make me load the Glock and get pulled over on purpose. He an asshole cop. I'm a bullet. I'm murking. It's a shame. These popos is worse than an enemy. Shooting people for nothing. Who's the real threat? Them and me. Them and us. We just tryna live while they live it up. Always tryna do some shit. Tell them they did enough. Cause all they doing is making it worse. Everybody won't change. Try breaking the curse. I'ma preach it through the 
music, I'ma take him to church We need some real street action, fuck making the first, let's get it White and blue supposed to mean freedom, but it's the opposite every time I see him. Why is that? Cause I'm young and I'm black. Type of people handcuff you, then shoot you in the back. I can't watch the news cause I get so mad. Swear we need a revolution, fuck the color of a flag. And hopefully with this song we united. Fuck a peace rally to get hurt, we need a riot. Just about to drop the album. License, registration, proof of insurance, please. Yeah, and that's real shit. Otherwise, murder still be the crime they commit. Turn their license to kill to a fucking permit. And anytime that it happen, they get off of the shit. That make me sick. I just might throw up. Just thinking about my little brother not growing up. Yeah, and that shit's so sick. Man, harassed by the cops, this a life we live in. Killer. Used to call us monkeys, my youngest turning gorillas. Don't fuck with them niggas, they hit the stand like they killer. Cocaine every line I spit, I serve this shit that's like a killer. About to head to Dallas, cause them niggas ain't playing. Catch a cop slipping on the roof and get to spraying. Middle finger to the law, shit, all my lows be misbehaving. That shit black like matters, no, cause none of this shit do be changing. Tired of the fucking, won't nobody smash back. Cop kill another black, just another hashtag. That's how it seemed to us. Dr. King had a dream back then, posted let this freedom ring to us. I'm on my Malcolm X shit right now. Nobody tell me shit right now. Yeah. Why this world keeps turning? Rest in peace to Alton Stern. Wait a minute, I. Saying all police bad, but for sure all them bitches ain't good. I'm just saying why the white was in the hood. Don't come around if you really scared. Boy, keep your ass around the millionaire. It's crazy if you black, you don't feel wise. But shit, all the white spit your meal rice. Time to make a change for the young. Raise our kids to get a bad and gun. It's just a job when it's said done. So shit, fuck the police, kinda dumb. Just think about it, nigga.